So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O is out, and our substitute, Miss G, is here, and we will be discussing Season 9, Episode 17 of Love After Lockup. On this episode, Jibri and Miona get married under an underwhelming arch, Shida and Bilal get married as Bilal's son takes a nap, Patrick and Thais get married as their officiant wears a Gucci tracksuit, and Emily and Kobe get married and finally tell their family they are pregnant. We apologize for technical delays and difficulties, since Mr. O is usually the one who handles the audio engineering. We miss you, Mr. O, and we appreciate your patience and understanding as he is away this week. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss G. Hi there. Okay, so uh, this week Mr. O is out, and so I am here with my friend, Miss G, who has been watching this whole season, right? Yes, I have. Yeah, so uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Okay, so our first couple we saw this week was Emily and Kobe. So it's Emily and Kobe's wedding day. Emily says she's feeling kind of lost because she's questioning Kobe and her future. They haven't spoken since their heated discussion the night before. She admits that she had overreacted and believes that Kobe is the best person she's ever been with. And now she's fearful that she has made him feel doubtful on their wedding day. She calls Kobe to check in with him and offers an apology for how she reacted the night before. She says she jumped to conclusions and immediately assumed instead of discussing it with him. She says she can't wait to marry him. And Kobe asks what took her so long to get to this point, And he assures her that he loves her. Kobe is relieved there's going to be a wedding and that she admitted her overreactions. He's still concerned about hiding the pregnancy from her parents uh, when she seems to prioritize trust. Emily is getting ready with her mom and she tells us she knows she's been difficult on her parents. She's sentimental that her mom looks so proud and gets emotional. Lisa, her mom, tries to give Emily some last-minute marriage advice. Meanwhile, Kobe is getting ready with his two friends, Temperature and Achu. David, Emily's dad, shows up to help Kobe, which makes Kobe nervous because he still doesn't feel right about keeping the pregnancy a secret. David retells the story of how Kobe had written him a letter asking for Emily's hand in marriage. David had written him back, but also slipped him another letter and said he loves him like a son. They both cry, but Kobe takes it a tear too far, and now David feels like something's wrong. Instead of telling David about the pregnancy... Uh, Kobe just gives a heartfelt thanks for everything he's done for him. Their ceremony goes without a hitch as Emily cries through the vows. They walk into the reception with Coben and they enjoy the reception. The production asks if they're going to tell Emily's parents about the pregnancy now that the wedding is over. Kobe says yes because he can't look at her dad without feeling guilty and Emily just tells him not to look at her dad. Five days after the wedding, Kobe says this is the night they're going to tell her parents. Kobe nonchalantly tells the family over dinner. Emily's mom and sister immediately give congratulations, but David is clearly not happy. Emily says that Kobe wanted to tell him before, but she didn't want to stress everyone out with the wedding. David is just shocked. Emily's sister Madeline asks why it had to be a secret. Emily says because she was told not to get pregnant. Emily then has this told-you-so attitude with Kobe after her family's reaction to the news. David is frustrated because he was planning on retiring in a year and a half. He doesn't want to have to support them anymore, and they want uh, to do their own thing. David tells them that they have to figure out how to move out, and he worries that 
They've made things too easy and comfortable for Emily, and now she won't leave. Okay, if you were to make a prediction, we might find out on the tell-all, who knows, but how many months until Emily and Kobe actually move out? Oh, that's tough. I think if it's up to Kobe, they'd be out of there pretty quick. Yeah. With her, so what, she's like basically a four or five weeks pregnant at this point? I think they said ten weeks. Ten weeks, weeks. they said ten weeks. I don't know. What do you think? (laughs) Never, until (laughs) they actually get the boot. And I think, like... I don't know, just based on how Emily is, this is a very enabling set of parents. And it's like they want Emily to be a certain way or, you know, to do something, but they're too enabling. And I don't think maybe they realize that they are this way, but it's like they have a very difficult time putting their foot down and enforcing anything with her. I agree. But I think it's interesting how her sister doesn't Mm. seem to behave that way. Oh, I'm assuming they were raised the same way. So Mm -hmm. it's just interesting to see, like, they feel like they did... Well, I think she's older sister. Oh, yeah. Um, And Emily just kind of is a little bit spoiled. Oh, she's very much (laughs) spoiled. So I just don't see them actually moving out until they actually have no choice and no option but to move out. And I I can't see them because, you know, Emily is going to pull the whole guilt trip. Like you're going to kick my infant child out of the house or me when I'm pregnant out of the house. I just see her really trying to pull at their heartstrings for sure. But the interesting thing that I find between the dynamic of her parents and Kobe and even her sister, I almost feel like, they're trying to shelter him from Emily because they see all these <laughs> negative attributes that Emily has. And it's kind of like, are you sure you want to get married to her? Because they see how she is and she can be more difficult. And I, I've seen, I feel like in this episode, I've, I started liking Kobe a lot more. Do you think they feel guilty because they feel responsible for how Emily behaves? Probably. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's like, at that point, what do you as a parent do to make your child be more independent? I think it's too late. I think it's probably just tough love. And I don't know if they're capable of that really. It's like really just, all right, you got to try things on your own because I can see, you know, Emily moving out, but it's like her parents are still helping them pay the bills. Yeah. It's kind of like Ari and Binyam, right? Yeah. Like, right. So many other ones that just don't know how to manage their own finances and their own life. Yeah. Okay. So what did you think of the venue? I didn't think much of it. I didn't either. Like, especially because they made it, Emily tried to make it sound like, Oh, you know, I want this really nice wedding. And I was just like, there was some random, like, you know, portable AC unit. I think you could see in the background. And I was just like, what? And there was like cords, like just exposed cords, like along the walls. And it kind of looked like a rec room of some kind. Yeah, I agree. I can see that. Yeah. Um, it was interesting in the beginning when she called Kobe to kind of apologize that the, the, the um, cameraman kept zooming in on her hands and on her ring. Oh. Do you know if the ring that she was wearing was the one he gave her? or hers? Oh, like, that's a good question. I can't remember the difference. If, if it was like really big, I think that hers looked bigger than the one that he gave yes. her. Yes. But it's, I don't know. It yeah. was, uh, it looked big. And I was wondering, like, is she wearing 
<laughs> Probably. Who knows? But I could also see Emily getting one of those, like, uh, fake ones, especially if she's pregnant and, like, her hands are starting Swallowing to swell. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that's something that people do sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there anything else with this group? No. Nope. All right. So let's move on to Jabri and Miona. So it's Jabri and Miona's wedding day, and Jabri and his grandma are checking out the venue, which seems to be where they're staying. So Jabri is feeling pressure to make everything perfect, even though there aren't any guests. Speaking of which, Jabri is still hoping that his parents will surprise him. Jabri is frustrated and confused why his parents didn't want to attend if they truly support him. He's also disappointed his best friend David isn't going to be there, and he has chosen not to come because he doesn't get along with Miona. Jabri's friend Igor is planning on attending, and he's supposed to be picking up a wedding arch and driving it out to Joshua Tree from Los Angeles. Miona is busy putting things together. She says the desert is just like the beach without the water. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> it's crunch time, and Jabri admits that he hasn't written the vows or tried on his suit. Jabri is just trying to practice his vows and not get in Miona's way. Igor is running late, and Miona is trying not to freak out since the arch is the most important thing she wanted, other than Jabri, of course. Grandma Shane is helping Miona into her dress. Miona thinks it's so important to document this whole thing, especially since she learned later on in her life that her parents' wedding pictures were destroyed in a fire. Miona and Jabri start their photo shoot, which is just tiring Jabri out. They're losing light, and Jabri and Miona are getting ner- nervous as Miona is reminding Jabri to stay positive. Grandma Shane isn't worried about the arch and thinks that it's just better to do it without the arch in the light rather than with the arch in the dark. Igor finally shows up and Miona is ecstatic to see him, not only because he has the arch, but because he is one of their best friends. Jabri low-key thinks they could have built this arch themselves and doesn't know why they went to all this trouble. Jabri wrote a country song for the occasion and Miona loves it. They both exchange vows and drive away in a vintage truck, but probably just around the block because, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, did you think when you were watching this that Jabri's parents would somehow make some kind of surprise appearance? No, because the way his mom has talked about it, one thing that's really upsetting to me is how his mom talks to him about the decision to get married. She's a therapist, right? Yes. And... Instead of telling him, I'm not going because I don't agree with what you're doing, uh-huh. she says that it's too late notice. Right. Um, very confusing to me because it's not that far away. And even if they have jobs that they can get out of, I think some arrangements could be made. So instead of her being honest, I feel like this is her way of punishing Jabri by saying, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be there. And it was really sad because at one scene when he was talking to his grandma, she was asking him, oh, have, have you talked to your parents? He said, yeah, they're not coming. And she's like, oh, that's, you know, unfortunate. She, she's, he goes, oh, unless you know something I don't. Right. She was like, no. I know. And I felt like that's why I was kind of expecting it because I almost feel like debris felt like, you know, maybe it was just him hoping that just this was whole some kind of prank, mm-hmm. some joke, or that they would have a change of heart. 
and that his family really does love him and would show him by surprising him and showing up. And I think that's what he really wanted. And I think maybe being on this show didn't really help with that kind of uh, expectation because he's just like, oh, well, you know, this would make great TV. Right. You know, mom and dad just showed up at the last minute. Surprise, we love you. And so I think there was kind of this expectation a little bit on his part. But it's like, no way can my parents be this unsupportive. But even when he called her last for the last time before mm-hmm. he got married, when he asked if she he he can have her blessing, yeah, she wouldn't say it, and she basically felt cornered into saying something that right. she didn't want to say, yeah, because he needed to hear it, right. And I feel like a lot of parents do that because we were actually just talking about this um, a couple episodes ago about how it's very rare do we ever find parents that don't give a blessing in the end because it is one of those things. It's like well. You know, you just keep asking. It's like just the thing that you say, even if it's just obligatory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. I feel like this is some kind of punishment that his parents are, you know, kind of imposing on him because they don't agree with this marriage because this whole last minute thing or you are so indecisive. Like yes. it seems, you know, well, they had, sh- it was short notice anyway. Like they didn't have anything planned before they got here. You have 90 days, essentially. I think a month of that was in Chicago. So it's like, well, what else were you expecting? Like, do you think that if they agreed to get married in South Dakota, I think that's where they are, mm-hmm. that they would have come? That's an interesting question because I wonder a little bit if they heard first that it was going to be a destination and then that's when they came up with their excuse and they really, really committed to that Mm -hmm. excuse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas if it was in South Dakota, well, it would have been easier for them. And then uh, I don't know what kind of excuse they would have come up with if it was that kind of scenario. But I mean, I guess in the end, because I think they also... We're trying to paint Miona to be out like she was being the difficult and demanding one. And so because Jabri wanted to have it in, um, you know, in their hometown, I think like they would have been on board with that. But because Miona was the one who wanted to have the destination uh, wedding, then that was why it was not a good idea. They really do not seem to like her. And I don't think it's really fair. I agree. I don't think... I don't dislike Miona. I don't either. She's, she's kind of grown on me a little she's bit. She's young. Mm-hmm. They're both young, but she's younger than him. She's 23. I think he's 28. Mm-hmm. And um, th- there's a lot of learning that both of them need to do, but um, I feel like she's presented herself pretty well. And even I remember one scene where she said, I'm not going to speak for Jabri. And mm-hmm. um, she composed herself. It's like, yeah, she has her Instagram and that's how she dresses. But I, I think initially Jabri just said, like, that's not who she is. Right. But it was actually funny. So I was in Serbia. That was part of the reason why I was gone. And uh, we were in some little bookshop and they were there was this book, something that was like understanding Serbians. And it was just supposed to be this funny joke book. But one of the pages, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so Miona. It was talking about like how Serbian women wear tight, revealing clothing. So, I mean, I'd never really heard of that stereotype before, but I was like, well, I guess this is just like typical, you know? Yeah, I mean, it could be a cultural thing. Yeah. That's normal for them. Right. And then she's not being too revealing or... I forget what how his mom worded it exactly like if she was just uncomfortable 
Yeah, I, I just remember that scene when she was doing laundry, and she was just like, "What is this?" <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah, when things are bunched up in the laundry, everything kind of is. Yeah. Like, what kind of piece of clothing is this? But, but their ceremony, I thought, I actually the song that he wrote mm-hmm. wasn't that great of a song, but I thought it was still endearing. Like, I, mm-hmm. it, it had me feeling like, oh, that's sweet and. Yeah. I was going to have you do a quick ranking of uh, the weddings at the very end. like. Okay. But I I would yeah. say, I think, as much as I disagreed with the Miona's assessment of uh, the desert is basically the beach <laughs> without the water, I did think that, you know, it was very pretty. It was. Yeah. And I did like the arch once they added the, the flowers or the floral right. arrangement to it. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And that, it was sweet to see Igor there. And yeah. He seemed like a nice guy. Right. Yeah. But I did agree with Debris. It was like, I don't really understand <laughs> what was special about this arch. We could have picked some flowers from the desert and put right. it on. You could have just like got two pieces of plywood and nailed it yeah. together last minute. Yeah, like they see like an upside down V. Yeah. So I, yes, I didn't understand what was so special about that arch. Like I was expecting this like huge floral arrangement or something. But I think this made more sense with the location. Yeah. And I'm sure there was a lot of thinking for Instagram pictures. Yes. Yes. Which is fine. I just don't understand why this had to be special from LA. And I I kind of wonder if Jabiri had seen it and be like, oh, I could have made that for you. (laughs) All right. Uh, next up we have is Patrick and Thais. So we pick up where we left off last week with Carlos, Thais's dad, on a video chat, not giving his blessing, and Patrick defending their relationship. Carlos says he just doesn't trust Patrick yet, and he's so far away. Patrick thinks he could have done more to develop a relationship, but for now, he just wants her dad's respect and to assure him that they will visit every year. Carlos says that he's upset, but it's ultimately Thais's decisions, and he wants them to know he has doubts. They ask for a blessing one more time, and he doesn't say no directly, but says that he hopes they prove him wrong. Thais is impressed at how Patrick handled her dad, and she says that her dad has to accept that she's not a little girl anymore and she has to make her own decisions. Patrick wants this to be a teachable moment uh, for Thais specifically uh, to realize that she can't just run away or hide her, uh, her problems. But she's not really making that connection because she's just so happy that things went down the way they did with her dad. Later, they drive to their wedding venue in Orlando where Thais says she still ultimately has doubts because of Patrick's controlling nature and her dad's lack of a blessing. They go their separate ways to get ready for the wedding, and John, Patrick's brother, walks in on Patrick practicing a Brazilian dance. Patrick knows he's not a good dancer, but he's willing to do this for Thais. He tells his brother and friend that Thais's dad did not give his blessing, and they are both shocked. John has doubts about their marriage, but he hopes that it works out for Patrick's sake. Thais has her friends from Dallas, Kayla and uh, Nadia, come to the wedding. Nadia says she would postpone the wedding, but Kayla says she'd do it even if her dad didn't give a blessing. Despite any doubts, Thais walks down the aisle, bringing tears to Patrick's eyes. Thais's dad and grandma are watching the uh, wedding on a video. Patrick's brother officiates in a Gucci tracksuit. Oh, this is a different brother, not John. Uh, Patrick has pretty standard vows, but Thais promises to support Patrick's life that he desires. After the ceremony, Thais says the first point of business is to kick out John. 
At the ceremony, Patrick and Thais do their Brazilian da- dance. John says they love each other and that's what matters, but he doesn't think this is going to get any easier. Okay, how long do you think that they really have until John actually moves out? I, I don't think he's going to move out <laughs> quickly. I don't know what the reason is. I don't know, because it sounds like John works for Patrick's company. I think they work for the same company, because I don't think Patrick owns the company. Okay. I think it's like Patrick does sales and John does installation. And so they're definitely, it sounds like it might be a smaller company where they kind of work together. So Patrick's the one who sells them on something. And then, uh, John does the, I think they do security systems, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see John moving out soon based yeah. on how Patrick, he's so Patrick having such a rough upbringing. He mm-hmm. constantly talks about how his relationship with his brother is important to him. And after having met his mom in the previous episode or before I yeah. understand she's a tough cookie oh yeah definitely tough cookie and it's a difficult situation too because I feel like there's been loss recently and Patrick's very aware that he really believes in family being there to support because I think that's also why he has such a strong connection to John is in his eyes John really helped him through a really difficult time in his life like when he got divorced and it sounded like they almost like reconnected like they weren't that close yes. until that time. And, you know, I agree with kind of both of them, but I don't really see what the best scenario is in this situation. Cause I understand where Patrick's coming from. He can't just throw out John, but I understand what, where Thais is coming from too. It's like, if you're married, you kind of expect to live your life with you and your partner, right. not you, your partner and your partner's family members. Yeah. I, I agree with that, but was it in this episode when they were talking at the restaurant and she's saying, okay, John needs to move out. And Mm -hmm. he's like, no, that's, you know, it's not that easy. And then she says like, how come you never do what I want? Yeah. And that was so weird to me to put that in that perspective, because that's not asking you to do something that's so different than saying like, oh, I want to go on a boat. Right. Right. Yeah. But I get where she's coming from because I don't think she's wrong. Like Patrick definitely, I don't think he's controlling. Like when she says controlling, like when she says controlling, I think most people would kind of think about like, he's telling her what to do. Right. And I don't think he does that so much as he's going to do what he's going to do. And either she goes along with it or she doesn't. And unfortunately that means when, you know, it's talking about them as a couple. He kind of just makes decisions and then is like, well, he could be on board with it or not. Like the party. Yeah, he kind of steamrolls it. And yeah. Just, she, she, yeah. So he needs to be better at that. And I think it's hard for her to explain what she means by it because he doesn't see that he's controlling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, maybe not in the way that maybe he's thinking of too, right. but I think she did express it pretty clearly when she said, we need to talk about things like as a couple, because yes. I think he does think of things as very individual, like, Oh, well, I'm going to say yes to my friend throwing this boat party for me. And, you know, and he doesn't, it doesn't occur to him like, Oh, Thais wouldn't want to do this too. And then in the situation where it is, he'd be like, well, you don't have to go. That's fine. So I'm not controlling you. You can choose not to go, but I'm going to go. And then from her perspective, she's just like, well, shouldn't this be a conversation? Especially right. if the party's for both of us. And 
wouldn't that make her look bad if she's like, no, now I'm not going to go. The yeah. whole point was for them to meet her. Right. Like, that's really not an option. And for him to say that it is. Yeah. He's kind of missing the point. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay. So I don't know if you noticed this, but I thought it was very weird. Their vows. Did you have any thoughts about their vows? No, remind me. I don't. Okay. So, you know, she, he had standard vows. Like, do you take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife in sickness and health, whatever, all that it was very standard. And it was like, okay, that's fine. But you would think that she would have the same thing, but instead it was something like, okay, do you agree to support Patrick's life and everything that he desires? And I'm just like, what the heck kind of one-sided vow is this? This has nothing to do with like your life as a couple. It was like together. Yeah. It was like almost like about like, Hey, it's your job now to make Patrick happy in whatever he wants. And it just seems so one-sided and almost misogynist in a way. Totally. I don't know how I missed that. (laughs) Totally agree. Yeah, so I was wondering who even came up with these, and was it his crazy brother who decided to, like, officiate in a Gucci tracksuit? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love this scene when Pat is tra- practicing the dance. Oh, gosh. And John walks in on him, and Pat goes, it'll look better when I'm in a suit. And John just goes, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it didn't look as exaggerated when he, maybe because the suit was confining his arms. <laughs> maybe, and I think sometimes when they're dancing together, you look at the woman a little bit more than... Right. But, yeah. yeah, it didn't look as weird, but I was like, what dance is this? Yeah. yeah, I thought it was very odd when he was dancing by himself. When they were together... It also seemed like a weird choice for a wedding. I don't know, though. I don't want to offend anyone if this is like a traditional Brazilian wedding dance. Yeah. I have no clue. (laughs) Uh, Any other thoughts on Pat and Tice? Just that with her dad, I feel like he's very selfish for his... uh, I agree with Pat that he could have... um, done a better job of getting Mm -hmm. to know her dad, but the fact that her dad if Patrick lived in Brazil, mm-hmm. would he like him better? And yeah, I'm not quite understanding why her dad doesn't like Patrick that much. Like he sees ne- Americans in a negative way, mm-hmm. but I feel like Patrick's actions should show him how he is. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of tough because I definitely feel like we're in a generation now where it's not necessarily normal or the norm to have a relationship with your partner's parents. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know of anyone too much. I mean, do we? I know we have a lot of mutual friends that have like a very close relationship with, well, not close, but not such a disdain for itself. Right. The disdain thing I think is definitely different, but I mean, you know, because Patrick was saying like, Oh, you know, I probably should have like nurtured a relationship. And I think that would have really helped, but I also don't, how do you even start that? Yeah. I mean, it definitely would have to start with like attending family gatherings. Right. Showing your face there. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to be like text buddies or anything like that. I don't think so. Yeah. But yeah, her dad in general, it just seems that he is very, very overprotective. And I don't think we've seen too many dads like that on this show. 
Yeah, I almost feel like he's a little immature, in my opinion, mm -hmm. based on the things that he would say to her, like, when they were doing the video call. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But it, I don't know, it's weird to me because it seems that if she really has such a close relationship with her dad or such holds his opinions in such high regard that she wouldn't have married Pat, so it kind of makes me wonder, maybe... They're just kind of playing that up a little bit. I've been wondering the same thing because every episode she's like, I still don't know if I'm going to marry him or not. And yeah. it's like at some point I'm like, are they, is she just saying things to like cause some kind of drama for the show? Yeah. Question. Well, Mr. No and I have talked about this. Like, how has, has there ever been a couple that never made it down the aisle? I think most couples, at least their thought is like, even if they have significant serious doubts, right? They'll at least get married to give themselves options. Yeah. So we're never not going to see a couple get married on this show, but can we see them getting separated or divorced before the tell-all? Well, depends on how far in the visa process they are, I guess. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Who knows? All right, so uh, last up for this week's weddings, we have Bilal and Shida. So Bilal is cutting hair, and Shida is painting on her eyebrows, all in preparation for the wedding. Uh, they are getting married in their house, and the living room is set up for a ceremony thanks to Bilal's sister, Nefertari. As uh, Shida's sisters help her with her dress, Nisa tells Shida it's not too late to go home. Shida says the changes she asked uh, to put in the prenup were made, so she signed the paperwork yesterday. Although she still has her doubts that Bilal and her will stay on the same page when it comes to kids, she says that they have already had their nikah, so they've already made their vows to each other in the sight of God. Bilal says that he's looking forward to their happily ever after. Shida is sad that her family can't be there, and she video chats with them and starts to cry. Bilal's daughter, Zaina, sings the Surah Anaba as Shida walks down the stairs. The officiant says that they are doing a nikah, which I'm confused because apparently they already did this ceremony before. And they ask to, they're asked to accept each other three times, and Shida enthusiastically says, I do. She says she waited for the perfect person, which I suppose is Bilal. I don't know. Bilal also enthusiastically says, I do three times. Bilal's son is given a close-up because he definitely fell asleep during the ceremony. Maybe it just took three times as long. I have no idea. So Bilal gives her a sentimental gift that was like the bracelet his father gave his mother that says he won't ever give up on her. Bilal says he would never give up on her and Shida says that's not fair because he always says things that make her look bad. Shida hopes that she will be a mother soon and that they can work on their communication. Bilal sprinkles rose petals to the bedroom because remember they're, they're in the house and tells his guests they're retreating as Bilal closed the door and all the guests awkwardly cheer on. <laughs> Okay, so what did you think about uh, this wedding and it being indoors? I, so I'm assuming everybody got married sometime in January or February. So yeah, I think so. Uh, it might have been cold outside, but uh, yeah, I think Nefertari did a really nice job. I thought it was really pretty. I think it helped. Yeah, I think it really helped that his um, house was already very neutral colored, mm -hmm. so it was easy to kind of make it look. Uh, wedding like but yeah, yeah. yeah but I agree that window um, had a really great view of like nature and stuff yeah, yeah. I think it looked really pretty um, yeah I, did, I don't know if I knew that they were planning to get I don't remember if they said that they were planning to get married there but 
Uh, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Uh, this couple has been one that has kind of annoyed Mr. O and I because it's like they make a big deal about, you know, like, oh, you know, we're still trying to decide. And it's like, yeah, but you guys already had your religious ceremony. So technically you are married. So I don't understand, like, this is, and we were kind of talking about this offline about, you know, the difference between like a, a wedding on paper versus, you know, a like symbolic thing. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't understand why, why this couple like hasn't even considered themselves married, but I guess there wouldn't be any drama. Well, there would be drama because they're always pranking this poor lady. Yeah. That was the wedding dress prank. Just awful. Yeah. But I don't care for Bilal. I find him very priggish. Uh-huh. He always, I agree with um, Shy that he feels like he has to explain things to her. Yes. She, he doesn't like, mansplaining is like his thing. Yep. It's very frustrating to sit here and listen to him talk to her that way. Mm-hmm. And she seems like an intelligent, competent woman. So oh, yeah. It's absolutely. surprising to me that she puts up with that. I agree. Um, I find him to be very annoying. He's probably like, uh, forget like how they treat each other, but just as a person, he is my least favorite cast member, like on the show. Like he's been given done tons of times for the stupid stuff he does on the show. But I mean, completely separate from that, to me, he's just an unlikable guy. Like his pranks and exactly like he talks her very condescendingly you know and it's not just her he talks to everyone like that which is surprising whenever they interview his kids especially his daughter who's Mm -hmm. older um she comes off very well spoken Mm -hmm. and so i don't think he talks to his kids in that way like i I don't know I, i could be wrong yeah it's really hard to say i think he's more like at least what we've seen with him and his kids he's more playful with right so, yeah, it probably doesn't come off as really condescending. I love how his son is like, I wasn't sleeping. It was like, because <laughs> at first I noticed that they did a close up on him. And I was like, is he sleeping or is he on his phone? Like, I couldn't tell. And I was like, why are they showing a close up on him? And then later when they called him out on it, I was like, okay, I think he was sleeping. Yeah. Which makes me wonder how long was the ceremony? Well, I mean, they have to say I do three times. So do you three think times anyone is... ever says I do, I do. And then the third time. No. Like, mm. <laughs> no, I changed my mind. <laughs> Good thing you asked me. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm happy that we get very shortened versions of ceremonies. I think uh, when my sister got married, you were there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they had the shortest wedding or the ceremony Same. part of anyone. And I think their goal was to try and make it under five minutes. So I think, you know, because it's just people's attention span is not that big yeah i mean people are there to celebrate yeah (laughs) not sit there yeah yeah. read open bar (laughs) (laughs) eat the food they're not trying to sit there and basically because some of these i feel like the reason why they're so long is almost what the officiant is talking about right so it ends up being yeah i think religious ceremony like a catholic one oh gosh catholics yes it's almost like an entire service like church service Mm -hmm. so those ones i think those are the longest ones i've been to like 45 to an hour right yeah. yeah. So, and I could probably see too, especially since they're so religious, there was probably a religious uh, element to this that we probably didn't see. So, True. poor son probably is taking a nap over there. And- <laughs> 
Because he had time to. But it was sweet when they interviewed the kids mm-hmm. that they thought, they said that she is a great addition to the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to see them getting along because I know it means a lot to her to for the kids to like her. Yeah. And I think like they've come a long way uh, because, you know, if we think about the beginning where Shida like wouldn't play games with the kids. <laughs> So it's uh it's great that uh yeah that they're at this point. But you know, sometimes I really want to know like the truth because it's like you kind of have to wonder is production like asking the right questions of, you know, the family members and things like that to get these like responses like you think they don't like them, but then it's like, oh yeah, they're fine or I don't know. I feel like kids are pretty honest. Mm-hmm. So if anybody was going to say something inappropriate, then. <laughs> but the yeah. ending of that, their wedding, yeah, how they just walk into their bedroom and they're like, "See ya, bye," and yeah. then everybody's cheering, standing outside. <laughs> like, did they go home at that point? Like, why didn't they go home? And then that was just bizarre to me. I didn't understand. And that. it was very weird. Cause it's almost like, okay, we're going to like have our wedding night. Wink, wink. Yeah. Uh, yes. Everyone cheer us on. Okay. We're closing the door. Does it mean the same thing as it does in <laughs> other traditions? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think a lot of the times, um, uh, the couple is like leaving the reception area, right? Um, so they're like going off in a limo right. or strong carriage or just like driving away and people see them off. I don't know if you really have a situation where they're like seeing off to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, so I think that might be uh, something that's unique and why the guests all did that. All right, uh, so out of, oh gosh, how many weddings did we see this week? Four. We have four weddings. Uh, ooh, why don't we throw in the ones from last week if you if one stands out? If not, it's fine. Uh, how would you kind of rank nicest wedding to, you know, your least favorite? I think my favorite was Miona and Jaburi. I agree. I think the it was very much I felt in theme. Yes. Like they had a lot of consistency, like in the theme of the wedding. And you're right. I think it suited them too mm-hmm. as a couple. My least favorite, I didn't care particularly. I'm trying to remember besides um, Ari and Binyam last week. Who mm-hmm. else was there? Oh, Cara Guillermo. I just remember her hair was very off-putting to me. And I, yes, I had mentioned that last week uh, on our episode. Um, But I liked everything else. I liked that they went with the whole rustic Mm -hmm. barn farm theme. Yeah. Um, And her dress was really nice. And she did look beautiful. It's just that hair was very distracting to me. Yeah. Yeah, I like theirs too. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think... uh, Emily and Kobe's wasn't, the location wasn't that great. Oh, yeah. And yeah. same with Ari and Vinny. Was there a, kind of like a dumpy looking location? Was it supposed to be like a church area? Maybe, but it looked like a rec hall part of a church. Like, okay. I, don't, I don't know if that was where they do this. They're like a community center or something. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, what, what about you? Uh, yeah, my favorite was, I think, for looks-wise, was definitely Patrick and Miona's. Uh, or, sorry, Jabri and Miona's. Um, I, I think it was a little surprising. I don't think a desert theme is, like, really popular. I, I mean, I don't think I've seen many 
and we're like close-ish enough that right. you know we could have had friends get married out there, but yeah, most of them end up doing the winery rather than yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, if you want that vibe, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I thought Patrick and Thais's wedding was fine. Like overall, there were elements of it that were odd to me. Like <sighs> Patrick, why don't you tell your brother to get a real suit? <laughs> he got the suit part, just not the <laughs> truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was, uh, it was a nice place. I mean, I think the thing, uh, my least favorite was probably Emmy, Emily and Kobe's. And that was mostly because just like the little details. And I think it's one of those things where you don't notice the details, but when the details aren't there, you notice when things are right. Right. Yeah. So it just, it looked like they were getting married in a basement. Yeah. It was a little dark. Mm-hmm. Just lacking of this festive feeling. Right. Or just even finishing touches, you know, like as a room. <laughs> Forget as a wedding venue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, it was hard to say. At least I don't know how you were watching uh, the show, but did they have anything about a tell-all? No. Okay, so I haven't yeah. seen anything either because, you know, usually they have, like, next week. Exactly, just end it. Okay, so I don't know if they just ended it. <laughs> it's hard to say. I hope not. I want the tell-all. Yeah, I want the tell Well, you know, we kind of joke that a tell-all is sometimes a tell-nothing <laughs> because not a whole lot is told. But, you know, there's a couple of things, like, I want to know if John moved out. <laughs> you know, I want to know if Emily moved out, you know, and these are all things where... You know, we kind of made predictions about when this would happen. And right. so a tell-all would kind of help us with that information a little bit. Well, or we could be social media stalkers. I'm sure if we threw it out there on Reddit, someone would be so kind to uh, give us the answer to that. Yeah. All right. But um, so we may or may not have a tell-all. So uh, if we do, then we'll definitely do power rankings when Mr. O comes back. But out of the group you saw this week... Who was your student of the week? I have to go with Kobe because mm -hmm. after they got married, the producers asked them, are you going to tell the parents? And he said, yes, now mm -hmm. we're married. And he was the one that kind of put his foot down in a nice way and said, it's time for us to tell them. Mm -hmm. And I think that was the right thing to do. Right. Um, yeah. So kind of going along with that, uh, my student of the week was Miona because I just felt that she was um, really positive um, especially when everybody's kind of expecting her to freak out over this arch. And it's not that she wasn't freaking out. She was, she was definitely panicking, but I think like her reaction to it, like she wasn't yelling at people or, you know, like being all negative. And in fact, if anything, she was like encouraging Jabri to like think positive, like he'll right. get here in time. So yeah, she was my student of the week. All right. What about your dunce? I I think Thais, mm -hmm. because of her interpretation of how things are always done, that I think Patrick does what he wants and doesn't do the things that she wants. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't think that was fair. I understand where she's coming from, but yeah. Yeah. So I actually had Thais too, but for a different reason. Um, I thought it was kind of funny that, you know, when... Uh, they had finished their conversation with their dad, how Patrick was kind of like, I hope Thais will learn her lesson not to hide things or, you know, from her family or run away from the problem. And Thais did not get that life lesson 
at all. She was like, oh, good. Everything's great now. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but you didn't help this situation at all by hiding this yeah. uh, engagement from your dad. And so she completely ignored any lesson to be had from this. And you know she's going to do it again. She's going to hide things from whoever to like not be in trouble and she did not get it so it's like you're not learning your lesson so Thais you're my dunce for this week I agree I think she doesn't see that her hiding it made it worse right she's like oh happy ending good job (laughs) all right so uh, with this group do you have a life lesson I think it kind of ties in what you said about Miona as far as like things weren't going how they had planned Mm -hmm. but staying positive and just carrying on it seems like you know she found time to she took extra time to take more pictures and Mm -hmm. do things to kind of occupy herself rather than like sitting there and crying about things not being how they are yeah that's actually really true yeah she did make good use of that time and i'm sure she appreciated the extra pictures yes (laughs) all right so my life lesson is directed at emily and i feel like we've said this so many times it's like especially with certain secrets that can't really like just they just physically can't remain a secret it's just like uh, you're making it worse by putting it off and even as her sister was saying like why did this have to be a secret yes you know and it's and it just becomes more obvious that it's not even about the secret it's like her sister could tell it's because she was being selfish and she wanted to enjoy this wedding without people being upset with her and mm-hmm. so it's just like you're not fooling anyone you just need to come out and say it and i was you know, they kept on teasing Kobe, like telling dad before the wedding, you know, they made that whole like kind of cliffhanger scene. Mm-hmm. And then Kobe ends up not telling the dad. It's kind of like, well, I get it. Cause you know, Emily he was yeah. respecting his wife's decision. Right. But, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think Emily did that because she probably was also worried that her parents, maybe they won't want to pay for the wedding yes. now because they did the one thing they asked them not to do. Yeah. So, totally agree yeah. selfish reason yeah that's definitely how i interpreted her reasoning behind this whole secrecy thing to begin with so it's just like oh my gosh emily continue to make poor decisions and you know it's just so frustrating too because it's like will this person ever change i just don't see it happening see at it. this point mm-hmm. you know, unless you know sometimes they say being a parent changes you for the better so maybe once the kid get kids a little bit older, older she'll and less selfish yeah and maybe even seeing you know what if her you know kids start doing the same thing that she does Mm -hmm. like seeing it from a different perspective maybe that will good point yeah also put things in perspective for her all right is there anything else that's all i got okay well thank you so much for filling in for mr o so if there is a tell-all next week uh i will be back with mr o next week so until then bye